cleavage, but if I'm slouching, it looks like they're 4,000 miles long. Yep. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. We're back. We're back. We're sorry. Just for existing. We're sorry. <laughs> for is it that bad? <laughs> I'm a little concerned because we were just being really goofy a minute ago and it's very likely to carry No, no, no. You were over. being a pig. You were being a pig. You started it. You finished it. Who asked me to bend over and show you my butt? I specifically said, show me some ass, yeah. which you did. Thank you. Okay. So don't say we. You started it. I just accommodated this shit show. I'm just, I like your butt. It's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm just <laughs> okay, well, clarifying who started it. I started it this time. This time. Okay, okay. we're going to get on topic, I swear. All right. Not. What are we talking not, about today? Okay this, talking go, about... okay, this goes in any order. This is not really in any order. We are talking about relationships then or now. Then and now. So, so like. Things that used to be common in a relationship aren't. but now and now aren't. Or things that used to be rare and are now common. Okay. So it kind of goes either direction. And we're just going to touch on a few topics. And try to keep it succinct-ish. No. <laughs> That we'll see how we do. We are okay. We managed to have a conversation about an age gap relationship that lasted for forty-five minutes, and I don't think we actually said anything. I think it was longer than forty-five minutes. Probably. Yeah. Did you actually I, check the timer? I haven't checked the timer yet. Oh. Okay. Okay. I have so, my little, my little microphones. Okay. So things that are. Okay, here's one that used to be normal and isn't as co as common. Some things are still common, but not as common or not as whatever. So that's and this is all our assumptions because we've been married for 17 years. So like, we may not be fully in the loop, but we're we're just reacting to some assumptive things. Okay, well we got two things. Okay, and we got three things. Well, hit us with the first one. Come on, jump okay, in. Okay, the, okay. The the one that used to be common and is becoming less and less common is that the man always pays, like for dinner, for for dinner, for dates, dates for everything. It seems to be now the more common Dutch. thing is actually Dutch. Going Dutch, yeah, that seems to be the common thing. Now that's in dating. That also could depend on where you live. Like we're city people. Yeah, we're not as, city people, but we live in the city. Well, yeah, of of course, it's going to depend on where yeah. you live, but it's far more. Okay, it's not. It used to be considered insulting if the woman offered to pay or ended up paying. It True. was just not done. Because patriarchy. Well, I don't think that's even it. This is oh, social. Oh, let me have my moment. Okay, you have your moment. Okay. This is social norms, right? Yeah. Nowadays, even in places where patriarchy, nowadays, <laughs> nowadays, even in areas where people do have more traditional um, relationships, blah, 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 it is not considered an insult to a guy if the woman says, oh, I've got this, I'll pay. Even if he says, no, 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 that's okay. Yeah, it kind of depends on the guy, but it's definitely more socially acceptable and Absol common to, to go To a Dutch. much bigger degree, yeah. Much, much, much more Or now. to at least offer. And actually, along the same lines, we know a lot more couples now than we... Oh, wait, this is a... This is a you have this on the list. Can I jump into it now? Oh, or do you want to yeah. still talk about this longer? Um, well, the, the man always pays is a very, very simple one. Like I said, it used to be almost offensive to a lot of guys that mm -hmm. the woman would offer to pay. And now it's not... Now, regardless of what your preferences are in terms of that it's very rarely seen as an insult if the woman offers to pay or ends up paying yeah and i also think that it would have been it's much less common and less normal to automatically assume the guy will pay yeah or the more masculine yeah. partner We're will a pay lesbian or whatever couple. we don't like, get affected by that yeah. we don't care it's but, like, but this was true in the butch femme couples too like the, butch, actually, yeah, the butches butch were expected to pay in the exact same way butches were always expected to pay and now i think it's 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 normal to not assume the other person's yes, going to pay regardless yes, yes. of your relationship which parents. i like i like that. i like that too i like that i kind of enjoy 
the whole idea behind the chivalry thing or sure. whatever. I, like I kind the, of I like the chivalry. You so. like the chivalry, but I, I like knowing that it's not an expectation that somebody. Yeah. I like or I like to know. Yeah. yeah, I like to know it's not an assumption that that uh, that the guy has to pay or that the butch has to pay. Yes. But anyway, that's but fine. But I was going to bring this up because I didn't realize it was on the list separately. But what I've really noticed nowadays in relationships is it seems. More common than not, it seems like if anybody I've talked to lately, that they they keep their finances somewhat separate or that they split bills in the household like in a particularly like... My money is mine, your money is yours, and this is how we're going to pool... Yeah, they... We, they pool some they resources. They each keep something for themselves. Yeah, and I think we're both from a culture where it was expected that when you join your households, everything goes into the same bucket. Everything in the same bucket, And you figure yeah. out as a couple how to deal with your resources. I think I do know some older couples who, who did keep at least something for themselves. Oh, sure. There's some separation, um, but the amount of a separation lot of, okay, that's common A lot of couples now. in our days, a lot of couple, a lot of couples back back in the day yeah. would refer to any money they kept for themselves as their allowance. Yeah, we, we kind of do that. We kind of call it that. Yeah. Whereas now, it's like, no, this is my money, and this is how much I'm willing to contribute to the combined expenses. Yeah, and it's, it seems to be very common, especially among younger couples, that the assumption, even when you go into a long-term relationship living together, is that you still go 50-50 on things. Yeah, it's kind of funny because it feels like a roommate agreement. It does to me, because that's me, the culture. This, that's is that's a, culture. This, is, this is us being 17 years married, Thinking about what the and current, being older, yeah, what the current is, yeah. Like I mean, now some couples do it proportionately. Like if I make seventy percent of the income and you make thirty percent, that's how the bills are split. Yeah, but it but seems very bill, like bill splitting and my money, my money is mine, your money is yours, and we split the bills according to our agreements. Yeah, like if we go on a vacation, you contribute half, I contribute half, kind of thing. That yeah. that seems to be common now, and it's strange to me because of the culture I was raised in and like the culture, the sort of social norms when we got together. Yeah. Or much more that when you when you when you live with somebody and you commit Everything to long term, bucket. yeah, you just pull your resources. But then again, like we also we also were we also were more acclimated to a the man goes out to work, mm -hmm. the woman stays home, and if the woman is working, it's for pocket money. It's that's you, less so me. Yeah, I was just a bit. I, I knew you on okay. That, I knew ton, I knew tons of women who worked full time, mm -hmm. and. There was always that little bit of background noise of, oh yeah, she has to work because her husband can't afford the can't afford the bills. Yeah. Um, so there was always some of that. If she was working full time, it was because her husband couldn't afford the bills, and if she was working part time, it was for pocket money. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that, and I was at the tail end of that. I wasn't in the middle of that. I was at the, I was born in 1964. I was at the tail end of that kind of thinking. Yeah. But. You know the what idea else? of keeping the idea of this is my money. Why do you want? Like if if you say to me, oh, I'm going out. I don't have. You know, I'm broke. Can you give me twenty bucks? I give you twenty bucks. Instead of going, what do you need that for? You know, I don't need to give you my money. What's going on? It, well, you you do make it sound a little sassier. I think it's actually yeah, much more. Yeah, wow, we're much, just fucking around with this topic. Yeah, I think it's much more amicable. I just think it's more common nowadays for couples to um, live together or commit long term and still keep somewhat separate finances but again that I think could there's just some be, couple I think I, I think I think it's because the people okay we know, we know we know a few couples who keep incredibly separate finances to the point where like so you guys are just roommates who have sex once in a while you know so it's that like sounds, uh, that sounds pretty judgy I think I'm not, I don't I don't mean it to sound judgy but based on the relationship as we understand it to be that's kind of what it 
ends up looking like. But this is the like. problem is that nowadays. I'm not going to judge it though. Functional dysfunction. Yeah, if they're yeah, yeah, happy, totally. I don't care. I think the thing is. I don't is, think I could be comfortable or happy no. like that. That's all. I don't think either one of us would be comfortable or happy like that. I think the thing is though is that I think I can't think of, of all the couples we've met in the last say five or six years. I don't think I can't think of any whose finances are fully integrated no. the way that ours are. So I do well, think the norm. You know what though? Even with us, we even with us, like there's some separation there's, in the sense that like we have separate bank accounts. There's some separation, but if something comes up and it's like, oh hey, I'm a little short for this. Oh yeah, here you go. But we also don't split things fifty fifty like that. We it's like yeah, we don't, we don't do really this. care. Like we don't negotiate. We don't negotiate how the finances of our relationship are going to look. We just pay for things. Yeah, one of us like. It doesn't even matter who gets like the big things, groceries, whatever. It doesn't. It just yeah. doesn't matter. I, it's funny because I just think that I, I've definitely noticed that the couples I've met in the last, especially the last five to six years, especially, I don't think I've met a single couple who doesn't have a more strict division division than what we were used to when we got together. Yeah, they have they have yours, mine, and ours. then ours, and that's negotiated and everything else. And, and actually, a lot of couples have separate bank accounts and a joint account. Whereas when yeah, we they, and I got together, it was pretty common for couples. We got a joint account before we even moved in together. Yeah, so that we were ready for so that we could pool all our stuff yeah. from, from then. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I agree or disagree. I find it strange because I because we've been married for seventeen years, so we've never experienced it any other way. And socially, we've only ever, we you know, like like growing up, that was normal for both of us. Actually, funny enough. The way that I grew up, there was a lot of separation, but it was a very like unhealthy, well, that was toxic. A, yeah, that was a paranoid thing. control thing. Yeah, but that was. But it's interesting because I think that how couples handle that whole topic of money and separation of money now is just generally different than what it was. Yeah, the I don't culture think it, around it. Is I don't different. think it's better or worse. I think no, it's, it's different. just different. I, I yeah. think it's different. I think I think if I were if I were single right now, getting into a relationship where that's the expectation, I think it would take take some work to get used to it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's I don't think it's either good or bad. But also, don't forget, we grew up in a generation where a huge percentage of women working outside the home was just not happening. That's still you. I feel like for most of my me. friends, the women were still working. Like, I think, I'm just I think I'm just young enough than you of, that that had really shifted by the time. Lots of okay, lots of women. I knew tons and tons and tons of women working moms who worked. Mm -hmm. But it was always assumed that it was because there was something wrong financially with their picture. Yeah. Whereas now it's just like, well, of course you work. Yeah. Right. And and before it was like, oh, well, you must have to work. Well, that's actually on your list. Working moms. Yeah. So it used to be common that moms. Working moms used to be the ones that were looked down on to one degree or another. And yeah. now non-working moms are the ones that are looked down on. It's been are a... they looked down on? Um, or is it you just that a it's less life... common? It's, uh, well, okay. Okay. We're talking generalities, yeah. right? Um. Like, I was a stay-at-home mom when the kids were younger, and it was not a big deal. But, and it wasn't a big deal one way or the other. A lot of women worked. A lot of women didn't work. It was no big deal. We were sort of in that, I, you know, we I had in that my, transitionary In that generation. transitional phase. Before, yeah. before, when I was a kid, other, when I, when I was a kid, moms who worked were kind of, not looked down on. It was this soft judgment thing of there must well like I just said there must be something wrong financially with you know your, your family must be having financial problems if your mom has to work mm -hmm. and nowadays it's like oh your mom must be really lazy if she doesn't work yeah I was actually or, just or your dad must you. be really rich yeah like I was just past you where most of my friends both parents worked because yep. we lived in the economic the burbs yeah we lived in the economic level where we didn't have, there wasn't a lot of people who, who could have single income parents. Yeah. Um, 
But well, nobody can have a single income parent now. Yeah, I was so. just gonna say that's so. I feel like you were in one part of it. Yeah. I was just a little bit past yeah. then when it was much more common for both parents to work. But nowadays, yeah, it's very much. It's, it's very the, difficult for most couples. I feel like, especially living in current cost of living cities, yeah. etc., to yeah, is this keep really up weird? with your bills if both parents don't. If but both, is this really? Is this, is this really weird though? Because I keep saying parents, but it's if just you're couple. in a situation where you can keep up with the bills and still have a stay-at-home mom, a lot of people like to look down on that and go, oh, what's wrong with you? Well, I think there's... And the, 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 the okay. It's okay. like a multi-layer people get all People get all judgy pants. Yeah. And people used to get all judgy pants. Why are you working? And now they get all judgy pants. Why, Why are aren't you not? You yeah. Why are you not well, working? Well, it's funny because so that's you and kind I... Of a full, it's, full, it's a full circle, right? We're in that space. I mean, it's a yeah, 180. It's changed. Well, you and I are in this space where like... We both... We don't give a shit. That's our... Hey, we don't give a shit. But no, part of it is that we both value quality of life over uh, climbing the ladder and wealth and that kind of thing. But But my point is we have a similar shared value where it's like um, we're not driven by having to have the nicest, newest car or the biggest, fanciest yeah. house or whatever. But, but I, I feel think, weird if I wasn't doing something to bring in a few bucks. Sure. But what I was going to say is that I think that society has moved in a direction where there is a lot more. It's not like life hasn't, like, we haven't been consumerist for a long time, but I think there's a lot more of that now. There's more and stuff. A, there's a lot more stuff and there's a lot more, like, it feels like having to always prove yourself by getting to that next level. Well, we've always—I guess had, that's always been there. We've but. always had that. Yeah, we've always it just had looked the, different. We, we, it looked different, and yeah. now it's measured in how much, how big is your house, how many gadgets do you own? Yeah, because I feel like, like it used to, a lot of it. Like if you go back, even it before used you, to be measured by how it used to be measured by how many what kids you, you have, how many kids do you have, yeah. how how well are they behaved, what are their grades like. Yeah, like it was much um, more family driven. Much more, much more. But and you, now but, it's much more like individuality People still, people still competed. Is your is your lawn done up nicely? Is this, Yeah, who is has that? the nicest, greenest lawn? Who has lawn? the nicest lawn? Yeah. And now it's like, who has the biggest toys? Who has the, who has the whatever? So that part, that part's not a big There's deal. There's always something to compete over for sure, but yeah. definitely. I don't think, I don't think working moms is something people are competing over, but I think, no. I think it's reached a, we've reached a point economically where very few women can, percentage wise, very few women can afford not to be doing at least a part-time job to bring in some money yeah and so now the we don't take it as a given that the woman can or should be staying at home or that or that couples should have and one working let, let's just take women out of it for a second it's yeah, not even working it's not even common now to have a single income couple it's typical to have a two incomes there's in another one stay at home dads Sure, stay-at-home dads are when, more common when, now than they would have been. Stay, yeah, because okay, okay. So people do get judgy if the mom doesn't. If if people do get judgy about stay-at-home parenting, but for those parents who are staying home, there is a much bigger percentage of them being men nowadays than women. Yeah, women as well, the breadwinner. I wouldn't say there's more men than women, but there's more men now than no, no, there was before. No, no, as a before. percentage, yeah. No, no, but as a percentage, I just mean it's it, the way you said it made it sound like you thought there's more men staying home than women staying home. Okay, back when I was a kid, it would be incredibly shameful for a man to be the stay-at-home parent while the wife works. No, I understood what you meant. I was just clarifying that, like, yeah, the, it, you're saying there was less men staying home then than there is now. As a percentage, yeah. Yes, but not that there's less men than women now. Or more women. Oh, my God. No, no, there's not more men than women now. Yes. Yeah, like, okay, okay, okay. I knew what you were back saying. In the, back in the day, maybe one-tenth of one person, maybe one in a thousand stay-at-home parents was a man. It was really fucking rare. Yeah, now it's much unless, more unless he Unless he was like, unless there was some sort of... There, there, a reason he couldn't work. There had to be a reason and it had to be a good one, yada, 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 right? Yeah. And even then, 
Like my, my dad was on a disability pension. My mom still didn't work mm -hmm. while she was lazy, but that's a whole separate conversation. But the thing is, is that now, now there's plenty of guys, oh, my, my wife, my, my wife makes really, really good money. So when we had the kids, we decided that I would be the one to stay at home. You know why though? That does, that, that was unheard of when you I know, was a You know, partly kid. why that happens differently now though, is because women are making more money. Oh, absolutely. Than they used to. It's interesting because I was just thinking of a couple I knew of where the, and it, it struck my, it caught my attention and was memorable because growing up for me, this was uncommon where the man had a decent paying job, like a good job. But when his wife got an opportunity for a promotion, he bailed in a second because he said, no, 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 she's the primary breadwinner. I work to contribute, but our income. Absolutely. And yeah. I, it was really and cool was because I was like, of. that used to not be the case. Women, women in the sixties would quit being doctors. They would, a doctor, a female doctor in the sixties would quit her practice once she got married so that she wasn't out earning her husband just because that just wasn't As late done. as the 60s that was still happening? Um, okay, it was... It I was, guess it would be. It was tapering off. It was maybe. more and more and more rare. Yeah. Um, it was more and more rare. But women, women, women... Okay, don't forget, up until... It's the, like work was the thing okay, you did instead up, of having a up family. Up until the 70s? Was women, that right? Was that right, though? I'm sorry, say that. Um, sorry, just... Oh, uh, work is what you did until you could get married. Or work was what you did instead... As a woman, work was what you did instead of having a family. So if you had a family, it was kind of assumed that work would yeah, go by the wayside. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah. Don't forget, okay, the thinking was switching very rapidly at the time, but it was still switching. Like, it wasn't until like the early 70s, I think it was, that a woman was allowed to get a credit card without her husband's permission. That's so gross. That's the patriarchy. <laughs> that's... But that's, that's just the way it was. It was and nobody it was. questioned it forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Um, and wow. that's, well, that's something else that's changing. Like, like being in situations where you... Women, women feeling that they need their husband's permission to do something, that's that's no longer a thing. Mm -mm. That is no longer a thing. I don't, don't think even... in any couple. I, I think I think in general we see couples more as partnerships today than we ever did before. Oh, absolutely. I think before that's, that's been a huge, huge improvement. I think that in general, if somebody were to say, no matter what type of relationship they were in, gay, straight, yeah. um, poly, if they were to Needing say, I have to ask permission. Um, unless that was a negotiated dynamic in your relationship, that you know, but like. <laughs> <laughs> needing to ask permission would be considered really like weird. You'd have your friends going, are you okay? Yeah. When, like, yeah. Like, like when you ask permission of your spouse, you're not actually asking. You're just, Hey, just checking in in case you have a legitimate objection. And if you don't, I'm on my merry yeah, fucking I'm doing, way. I'm doing what the fuck I want. I'm doing this thing unless you have a reason why you think I shouldn't, but not, not can I? Yeah. It's not really can I anymore. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah that's interesting. That's has shifted. Yeah. Let's talk about the top two ones on your list. Because... I want to do this one first. No, I want to a... do that one last. Aw. Well, that's pretty. Oh, that, that one. Uh, this one happy too. Happy wife, happy life. Oh, yeah. Any of your more weird ones on the list? We should well, they're not first. really weird. They're all weird. Go ahead, pick one. Okay, prenups. Okay, tell me your assumption about then okay, versus okay. now, so I know what we're starting from. Prenups were pre prenups weren't really a thing. Prenups were not really a thing back. For and, the same reason we discussed, I guess, because the men would always make more money. So why would you need a prenup? Yeah, the, men, the men's making more money. The women's financially dependent. Prenups were a thing for rich people, but they were I was going to say, I might have almost assumed that they were more common then. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think so. Like, I mean, if you, if you look at, if you look at, um, you look up act, usually it's, you find out the details through famous people. You talk about, you look up information about these famous people, look up their biographies. Oh, and blah, 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 lost half his money when he divorced this person. Blah, 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 lost half his money when he divorced this person. Um, wife sued him, got this, this sort of thing. So now prenups started off 
as a thing to protect the men. Men, men, okay. Yeah, from like gold digger women. Yeah, they, they did that. Yeah, prenups. That was the assumption. Prenups became a thing to protect men from gold diggers. And of course, then, men, then people with money started using it to protect themselves from their partners without money. And then they, you know, no matter what you create and no matter why you create So do you, you know anybody it, today now in this day and age that has gotten a prenup? No, not personally. Yeah, I, I don't think I have I, either. So I, don't, I, I wonder the if idea, they're... I, they're becoming more and more common. They're becoming more and more acceptable. And people that do have assets, like um, say you previously owned a home and then we get married, you want to protect your premarital assets. Well, let's sign a prenup. Prenups are getting quicker, easier. They're probably more acceptable too because to both people in the relationship, pre, per our previous points, are earning more than they would have in the past. They're as both far earning, as like, they're both earning more than It's not just one partner before. earning all the money necessarily. Well, and don't forget, don't forget back, I, I'm, divorce wasn't really all that common until like 60s, that's when it started happening. True, so this is a fairly so short curve on that. It's the... a fairly short curve on that. So basically, divorce is not a thing, divorce is not a thing, now it is, now, now and it's mostly men. Divorce I, should have been on this list. Well, we just we just put it on the list. Divorce wasn't a thing, and now it is. Fifty percent of all marriages end in divorce, right? I think the statistics are way higher on that today. I feel like I marriages are. are a lot more disposable culturally. People, people treat people in North America, especially because we're in North America, we're in Canada. I don't I don't know about the rest of the world, but yeah. I don't want to say generally that people treat marriage as disposable. It just seems like divorce is so much more acceptable and common. Yeah. And as a result, I feel like it happens more. And I think the pendulum yeah. has kind of swung yeah. to you don't need You don't need a prenup if you're from a culture that divorce is not allowed. That's true. Yeah. So there's that. But so as divorce becomes more and more acceptable and happening more and more often, people want mm -hmm. to protect their assets so that if the marriage doesn't work out, they can just... I'm going to sound real old school or maybe just old here, but like prenups to me... There are certain circumstances where I think it makes sense, particularly when you're talking about somebody famous um, or somebody with a lot who comes in with like an extreme amount of wealth into the relationship. Yeah. Even then, I'm kind of iffy, okay? But like, I feel like there's certain circumstances where it kind of makes sense when you're in a position in the world or in life or from, from more of a status point, to be honest, where you might be more of a target for scams or somebody trying to take advantage. But in general, I feel as though it kind of doesn't jive with the way that I view relationships that when you choose to get married. I think... It's like, if you're... And I don't judge anybody that's done it. It's just that for me, it would feel weird. It would feel really, really weird to me. Personally, on a personal level, I'm like... Like, it if doesn't you, make sense. If you don't trust me but, enough to... But on a, on, a, on a societal level, the way North American society, and like I said, I'm only speaking for North America. I'm only speaking as a North American representative. <laughs> You're not a representative of yeah, North America, no. but nice try. But the thing is, it's become, as an idea, as an idea and as a practice, prenups are becoming more and more and more and more acceptable as a divorce rate, divorce rate goes up and up and up and up and up. Which, I mean, that's just a practical truth it's and pra reality. It's a, practical it's a practical reality to say. But like, what would you have said if, like, let's say you had tons of money coming in to this relationship and I said and you just or no wait let's say let's say I'd have had tons and tons of money and I just said yeah no problem blah 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 you're getting married in August cool 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 so here's your prenup well okay I think here's a piece of paper for you to sign I'd be like what no fucking conversation first I'm all about talking okay it to well, death. we would talk it to death but even then how would you feel about that if you had if you had assets that you need to protect I think you would have signed it I think I would have yeah but I don't it's think like, I would like, have asked it. I don't know. I guess to me it's like 
Maybe it's like okay, okay, in we, for a diamond we, for a okay, dollar. We, literally, we divorce. We divorce. I take you for everything you've got. Shit, tons of alimony. All this shit. You're like, oh fuck, I'm broke now. While she's living in fucking luxury, and then you meet somebody and want to remarry, you're gonna want a level of protection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think okay, that's actually a very good point. I think, I think the topic wait, wait, is wait. becoming more normal, and I think it's happening more and more often. I think the point you just made is actually super valid. Where. The reason this might be becoming more acceptable nowadays or more common nowadays is because there's more people having second or third marriages than there ever was before and more people who will have gotten burned once and want to protect themselves on round two. I think that's a valid point because, yes, if I had been previously burned and I was getting remarried, I would be much more self-protective as a matter of precaution. Yep. Having been like you, it's if learning your lessons yeah. the hard way, right? It's like, like if I, if we have if we have a happy, healthy marriage that lasts, then this piece of paper means nothing. But if we don't have a, if it turns out to be not healthy, if it turns out to not last, I do need to be protected. Lucy, I'm gonna need you to explain yourself. What? Paternity testing at birth is on this list. You're gonna have to give me some context. Okay, I have okay. no idea. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Paternity testing at birth is. I, I spend way too much time on social media, and I keep bumping into this. Well, you're in the dark alleys of social media. No, no, okay. that's the thing. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. This is the thing. This is the thing. I'm, I okay. don't spend enough time on social media. Yeah, basically, what I'm com- what I'm stumbling across more and more and more on social media is people that are saying um, DNA testing, paternity testing is so simple and so easy and so cheap that it is... It, that they people are people are now having less and less tolerance. I, I, okay, let me just start over. Let me just start over. What I'm encountering on social media on a regular basis is people talking about how getting a paternity test at birth is should be should be so socially acceptable to a point where it's just something that's done because because of DNA testing being what it is. It's really, really, really been turning out to be a bit of a thing. Like, okay, look at me. I found out my dad's not my dad. Mm-hmm. And he's probably lived for all of my life not knowing that. So men raising other people's kids because their wife can't keep it in her pants, right? I have so many issues with this as a subject. Okay. Because it's like... Paternity fraud. Are you saying that it's more com because paternity not fraud? As com- not as common. Okay, thank God. I was like, what are you saying here? Because I don't know anybody. If you're in a relationship and you have to get a paternity test at birth. To my confirm- mother committed paternity fraud. No, no, I know. So but I'm just saying like, like. It's like if paternity testing was just something that was automatically done at birth. Yeah. With It just happens. But it protects everybody. Like, is it like the same way that you have to do a birth certificate. Yeah. So it's like, like okay, well, oh, you want his name on the birth certificate? Sure, send him in for his test. Oh, like basically for it to be required to get the name on the birth certificate. Yes. That actually kind of makes sense from a hospital, like from a overarching systemic point. But if it's like in a relationship for it to become no, more normal to ask your partner to get, like if you and I had been married for five years and you're pregnant, I don't know where okay, that came from. Yeah. Apparently I'm pregnant with you. I don't know why. Okay, <laughs> this okay. is a really weird scenario. But what, I would not ask you to get a paternity test because I would know you didn't cheat on me. And it's this whole like thing in well, my head. Well, it's a trust thing, right? Yeah, okay, it's like the prenup two, thing. Okay, there's two things that are happening. Is that one? The one thing is is that paternity fraud is much easier to catch now. Mm-hmm. For starters. And it turns out... I've also never heard that term before, paternity fraud, paternity, but it makes perfect okay, sense Paternity fraud me. is when you're pregnant, you know it's not his kids, so, but you convince him that it is. No, I get that, yeah. Okay. That's what happened to my dad. Yeah. Like we, well, I, we don't know. We, okay. He might have known. You don't know that. You don't know. Well, he might have known. You have but no way to know. I, yeah. I, okay. I have no way to know, <laughs> but nobody else fucking knows, right? 
So finding out that finding out that your dad is not your dad is a thing that's been happening. There have been studies that have estimated that in in some areas, up to twenty percent of kids are being raised by men who are not their fathers, and that ten is like ten percent is like the the average. This okay. The 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 topic of paternity testing at birth. I'm seeing it more and more and more and more and more and more, and more and more and more and more and more. And it's starting to become very 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 mainstream hmm. because it's okay. Back when I was a kid, getting a paternity test would have cost thousands of dollars. True, whereas nowadays it's so cheap. Now it's like just spit in a tube, right? It's super, super simple, super, super... As a matter of fact, I guess you can get paternity testing with a cheap cheek swab. It's not expensive anymore. 50 bucks, right? Yeah. So the idea that, the idea that women are lying to their partners about who the daddy is, people have affairs. Yeah, that's so, not new. Yeah. So the thing is, is that so there's people that are there's people that are advocating more that like if 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 once we decide to have a baby, I'm going to want a paternity test at birth, and they just talk about it and they agree or not agree. That's happening more and more. That's wild to me, but okay. It's well, yeah, it's wild. Okay, but if it was to happen, like I said, if it was to happen on a systemic level, that kind of makes sense, just in general well, to protect all people involved. This is what, but to have to manage it on a couple to couple basis. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Sounds so uncomfortable. Couple, and okay. Now like, for start, oh, like, okay. there's like there was one. It was a Reddit post. I forget where it was. I read it on Reddit. I read it on Reddit. Ow. And this guy, this guy was basically, am I, am I, am I, am I an asshole? Am I the asshole because I asked my wife for a paternity test? The problem is, is that I was um, married before in a relationship before and he, this had happened to him. He's like, I was in a relationship before and my ex tried to pass off the kid as mine until, until something, something happened. I found out she had an affair. We had the test done. Turns out it's not mine. I'm not willing to go through that emotional roller coaster again. I want a paternity test. My wife's a little upset. And then he comes back in later and goes, yeah, she had to, once she had a chance to think about it, she's totally fine with it because she, she remembered what I've been through and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I can understand if you've had, like, it's like with the prenup. I can understand if you've had a previous experience being really upfront with your partner and saying, look, yep. I don't think you would cheat on me. This is just for peace of mind. Yep. I'd really feel a lot better if we did this as part of the process. But I think it would save a lot of couples a lot of stress. If it was if systemic. It was a, if it was a systemic yeah. thing. So there's, but both things, both things are kind of happening at the same time. So people are, guys, guys are the ones doing the asking because yeah, obviously they're not the one carrying the baby. Guys are, guys are asking more and more often for just paternity tests as a matter of course. Yeah. Um, smart guys are stating up front before it's like, hey, this is something I happen to believe in. Yeah, like I don't think, if you believe in that, personal opinion, I know I'm sidetracking side a little, but if you believe that in that, if this is something that's going to be important to you, I think you owe it to your partner to have that conversation before you get pregnant. Yeah, or or the especially if you're getting pregnant, or if it's an un, or, yeah, if you're getting pregnant intentionally, or if it's an unplanned pregnancy, mention just it early, early in the process. Make, mention it early on, and make sure you do it kindly. Just say, "Look, I've got some baggage, and this will make me feel a lot better." Start with your baggage. Don't start I, with "I want to know your." The Lionel. funny thing is, is anyway. that we neither one of us think the other one would cheat. Like we're very, very rock solid on that. Okay, if you turned up pregnant, hold on. I've been. I've got a low sperm count. It <laughs> just wouldn't be a thing. Okay, listen, both of us have. A really, really rock solid foundation of like knowing the other one wouldn't cheat, right? <laughs> but even okay, listen. Okay, come up pregnant. That's not. The, let me. We have the luxury of it being hypothetical and never having to face it. My point is, I don't know if I, I can't imagine having somebody that I trust so. Like, if given the relationship we had, if that was something you asked for from me, I don't know how I would not be offended. 
Well, that's, and that's the, thing. the problem. Like for couples, like how do oh, you not I, take oh, that? Oh, as no, no, no. I'm not saying that this is all going smoothly in the background. No. This is why there's people that are advocating uh. for the idea of just have it be part of the birth process. Well, if it's something as simple as like. So that that way it is systemic. And it's like, oh yeah, by the we're going to do the blood. We're going to do this, 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 and the paternity test and this, this, this. And that way it's automatic. Well, as far as I know, I don't know how it works for same-sex couples for getting the, say, your same-sex partner on the birth certificate. I don't know what's... Is that I have no easy idea. or hard? But like, I feel like there's probably a process involved. I, I'm literally talking out my butt. I have no idea. Um, but if there's I think a process up here in Canada, you just say, I want this person on the... Okay, well, presuming that there might be some sort of process involved, if there is, then there should at least be a similar level of process involved to get any name on the birth certificate, which makes sense to me. So it's like, okay, well, if it's a biological birth parent, then... Proving that it's a biological birth parent is part of the process to get them put on the birth certificate makes yeah. a sort of sense to me. But like navigating it as a couple, well, the, I just don't see a good way okay, to navigate okay. it. That's details. I can't how, help it. How, how, I can't help it. How to make it makes that, me so uncomfortable. No, no, no. Well, because we because we got married 17 years ago when when it wasn't even a topic of conversation. If you don't trust them enough to have your baby, don't fucking marry them. That's kind of where I'm still sitting. Yeah. I'm still but sitting unfortunate, there. <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunately, DNA testing is cheap and easy now. Paternity fraud, accidental, you know, people... I'm sure cheat. it happens plenty of the time that's accidental. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. Somehow. And, and there's, been studies, that, <laughs> there's been studies that show like 10% of kids are being raised by men who aren't their fathers. And Which, that's, I mean, who cares if they have a terrifying. loving parent? But. That's terrifying as a man to know that, oh, if she was cheating, then this isn't my kid. And it's like... Like, yay for kids having loving parents. Like, sure, we have no idea. Okay, okay, I'm not in contact with my family. We have no idea if my dad knows I'm a, that I'm not his kid. We have no idea if he knows. Well, your dad passed. Well, he's yeah, he passed now. Yeah. No, you said he may have known. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying is that like, you have like no way if, to know if, if he did yeah, or didn't. Yeah, like, like and, and, well, let's face it. This is my mother we're talking about. I wouldn't trust her answer anyway. Mm. So, but the thing is, is that even, even, if, even, if I just, even if I'd have found out when he was still alive... I, I'm not in contact with him to find out whether or not he even knew. Yeah, and there's there's definitely issues around like medical history and things like that that but make it practical to want to know. It, do, but. it does put me on the side of, okay, I kind of I sympathize with the guys because I was one of those kids, mm -hmm. right? It's like, you know, if he didn't know, if my mom, I, I'm pretty then sure that's messed up. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm pretty sure he didn't know because I also know for a fact that. The sex education in my dad's family was non-existent. I know you've told me examples of that. Yeah, to, you know, there's exa there's examples so that say, okay, she could have told him, oh, you know, because my mother used to tell a story of me being born two months early until somebody pointed out that that wasn't really possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, okay. I know anyway, 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 anyway. Okay, we're gonna beat this to death. We're gonna beat this to death. I, just, I, I don't know. The, I, I don't know the logistics of how you would make it standardized. Mm-hmm. But I don't blame guys for saying, hey, I just want to be sure. Yeah. You know this is your kid. And I trust you and I love you, but I don't want to find out 20 years from now that I shouldn't have trusted you. Period. Right? That's so uncomfortable for me, no matter how you okay, shake okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. But don't forget, though, is that the way that dating happens now like I never, I would never date more than one person at a time. Nowadays, people are dating four or five people at the same time before they decide who they're going to get serious over. Yeah, true. So let's. So we have a different, we have a, we have a different dating culture, and we have different standards for when and where to get serious. Mm -hmm. So if somebody gets pregnant early on in a new relationship, I think asking is not 
necessarily. Okay, if you've been married for five years and your partner says to you, I need that paternity test, it's like, that's a different conversation. That's what I'm talking about. But if you accidentally get pregnant in the first three months of need, of, of a new guy, him asking is not, it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely, here's I your fucking test, agree. let's do it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Okay, so since you brought up the online dating culture, and that's also on your list, let's talk about the idea around, well, I said online dating culture, but let's talk about the idea of online dating and how that shifted. Like, you have Tinder on your list, and... The first thing I think of, like, looking at that is, like... Oh, I just put that down because it's the only one that I know of. That's fine. But, but what that makes me think of is that... Dial what, up a booty call. Well, hold on. Okay, what that makes me think of is the ways that dating and how online dating or meeting people online is perceived today versus how it was perceived oh. when you and I got together versus how it was perceived even before then. Oh my god, if you got to, if you if you got together if you ended up marrying somebody that you met online, you must be crazy. We actually had to do a lot of explaining. We did. Uh, we set up an entire website. I don't know if we've told the story before. I created an entire website telling our story yeah. so that when I sent out save the dates to the family, people who didn't know what did, they had a, they had time to digest that we didn't just meet online and then immediately get like get engaged yeah. we met we had been talking for a year that we were really close we were spending hours a day talking we wanted to tell the story so that people yeah. would be family would have a chance yeah to and nowadays understand. it's like where'd you meet oh tinder grinder whatever like grinder's the gay man one i'm not a gay man i just don't i, I don't what is there a woman's is there a grinder for women probably not grindette i don't know like i, I the fact that neither of us know is great but yeah like, I, I don't want does anybody know is there a I don't want to know. Uh, there's at least one for women. I just forget what it's called. Because but is it like I'm not on that one? No, well, me neither. But the funny thing is, is that online dating went okay. from like went Tinder from like ha a Tinder has Tinder has MMFF. They I think they all have a queer corner in it. MMFFFM. Male, male, female, female. Mm -hmm. You know what that means, right? Yeah. Yeah. I said. Did you hear what I said? What? I said MMFFFM. No. No. Oh, they might have that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just wondering. I don't I mean, know. What about FFF? Couple looking for a friend. They should have a reverse harem option or harem option. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. I'd, I'd do it. No, you wouldn't. Well, you certainly wouldn't. No, that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, the point is the culture around, okay, online dating was was a thing that was, it's kind of, it's kind of laughable to me now because the amount of explaining I feel like we did in the beginning of our relationship yeah. which was only 17 years ago, and now people literally swipe but, left or swipe right and then go out. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, they're oh, yeah. not even, like, getting to know it. Like, online dating, the benefit of online dating when I was young, because I, I met almost everybody I ever had any kind of connection with romantically online. My first you're boyfriend... The only person, you're the only person I ever got together with from online. Every oh single my God. other person I everybody. met in real life. I, I, my first boyfriend, I met on a bulletin board, which I know is dating myself, but, like... Wow, you're fucking old. Like... Literally, no, I don't remember. I, I was born person, before the internet existed. But the benefit of it was you literally got to know somebody from the inside out. It wasn't about appearances. It was about getting to know somebody's mind. That's really what we we connected first in words, text no, that's only, true. and then that's we started true. video chatting and stuff. But like initially, it was just. But I was I was dead mental set. chemistry. The funny right? thing is, is, I was dead set. I had a neighbor. Okay, I had a neighbor who. We were dead set. What dead set against against online, online dating. dating? Really. Well, because we weren't dating, we were just hang we were just we were just chatting. friends. We were yeah. just friends chatting. If it, if it had been like online dating, I wouldn't have. I, I you wouldn't have been able to. You get were me. on plenty of fish. Plenty of fish at the time had a social area for people who were not dating and oh, not looking right. to date. That's right. I don't know if they still do. That's why I was on plenty of fish because I wanted to. I wanted to talk to single people because I wanted to talk to single people 
who were talking about single people topics and not just talking about their fucking kids. Right, 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 right. Because other the other groups the other groups that existed at the time were all parenting groups and stuff like that. So it's either I, parenting group or meat market with nothing in between. With nothing in between. Right. This one area in Plenty of Fish, this was like this was like over twenty years ago now, right? Twenty Plenty of Fish about twenty years ago had this looking for a friend, platonic only area that's why i was there mm. as a matter of fact as a matter of fact i didn't know you were i don't think i knew you were like opposed to online oh I, I i i wasn't interested the only person i knew who had tried, okay well don't forget the only until i until i um until i found butchfem.com the only person i had known who had done online dating of any kind met this guy online and two weeks later moved out moved across moved across the country to go be with him and never came back. Did they work out? I have no idea. I didn't know her that well. Did you have a bad impression of this meeting him moving away after two weeks? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, I was just absolutely. Like, I yeah. mean, she's like, she, I, I met her. She's like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm, you know, I'm the new neighbor, yada, yada, yada. I didn't know her for that long. Yeah. I, I, I bumped into her once in a while. Hi, how you doing? Chat in the hallway a few times. You know how I am for that, right? Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, I'm moving, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, wait, hey, that's cool. Where are you going, right? She goes, oh, I'm, I'm moving out to like fucking Edmonton or something. This was like, so, oh, you're moving to, to 2,500 miles away? Like, what the fuck? What's going on? She goes, oh, I met a guy. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've been online dating for like two weeks now. It's like, you're moving? So that was my first taste of anybody online dating was the most toxic, are you crazy Might not have version. been toxic. Might have been functional dysfunction. From well, the outside looking in, we met once and then got, got engaged. Oh, on the outside looking in, but we had actually spent like almost eight hours a day every day for, for a over year. a year yeah. talking to each other. That's we true. knew everybody. We knew each other inside out. She just met this guy online. Oh, yeah, he's a really nice guy. He said he's this. He said he's that. He wants to meet me. I'm like, they're going to be finding you in a fucking ditch. Oh, well, it's like, that wouldn't give a very positive impression of online so then, dating. Now, now butchfem.com, meeting people was fine. And I met a few people from there, but it's like I, I was a single mom in Smallville. It's like I'm not interested in dating, so I just yeah. didn't. And then you came along and just shook that all up. I like, just wow. messed up your whole status messed quo. Messed up the whole status quo. Meanwhile, you slotted but, right into my status quo but because I'd always on, met everybody going online. Going online to look for people to date was not something I ever had an interest in. Yeah, that's funny. I don't think I ever... I, if I had... Okay, let's put it this way. If I had, I wouldn't have wasted time on you. You were too far away. So ironically... Ironically, yeah. Ironically... No, no, ironically for me, I never... I never actually went onto an online dating site, I don't think. I never had like an ad. I never actually tried to online date. I just consistently, because of the nature of my life and lifestyle and how I'd been raised, my main social outlet was the internet. So I just happened to meet people through yeah. online spaces. But funny enough, never through like formal dating sites. In fact, I actually did put a dating ad out one time. It was right after I had discovered. I put out a dating ad the one time my fucking cousin answered it. Wait, I'm telling my story. You tell <laughs> your stupid story later. That's about it. Your That's cousin. the story. Okay. Well, I did a dating ad one time, but back then you would put an ad in the paper. Yeah. And in the Seattle area, there was a there was a paper called The Stranger, which had a lot more of the more subversive, I guess, the less common. So I put an ad in for a woman, and I remember, I don't know what I must have said in the ad. I don't think I knew anything about butch, cult, butch femme culture at the time or anything, but I remember the woman that I went on this date with, I don't know why I'm telling you this whole story, but like it just feels relevant and it's a fun memory, but she came in a black pickup truck, black leather jacket, short hair, brought me roses, right? Wow. Opened the door for me, classic chivalry, the, so nice. But she got plastered on this first date and ended up oh. throwing up in my bathroom. Wow. And I had to like ship her off. 
I wouldn't have let her in the fucking house. You're this way is to get the fuck out of my house. I was very young and naive and just excited Mm. to be on a date with a girl back then. I'm like, it just went so badly. Such a strong start and such a bad end. And I never did Uh, another ad anywhere in any other place ever again. My cousins talked me into doing an ad back in the day. Your cousin answered it. My, yeah, my cousin, my, one of my cousins answered it. Here, we, we never told him. We never told him. I bet people would laugh nowadays about the idea of putting a, a date ad in the paper. Yep. No, a small town. It's like, oh, well, we should put an ad in the paper. We should put an ad in the paper. So we put an ad in the paper. Me and my cousin, me and my cousin put an ad in the paper and her brother answered my fucking ad. He had no fucking idea. So you put an ad in for a guy. That's so hard for me to picture. I mean, I don't well, know. I was, know what? Then, I was like, I was like. 19, I know, 20? I know, but it's still so. I was nineteen or twenty, so wow. I wasn't. I was very. I was very young, and we were. We mostly did it just to just for shits and giggles. And yeah. Then, and then I saw that, and I never did it again. Nope. So never. we both had. For, we both put in ads once, had a bad experience, and never again. Yeah, had a That's bad experience, funny. never again. And then we still plenty, made a shemit like plenty of fish. Oh, How man. did I end up? I I was curious. I didn't go on plenty of fish because I was looking for anything. Yeah. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. It's like what the, what's this dating site? So I made a profile, went on. It's like, what's this shit all about? It's like, this is weird. And then I realized social corner, whatever the fuck they called it. I have no idea. I can't remember. I wouldn't wouldn't be able to tell you what they called it now. Mm -hmm. But it was like the uh, um, singles mingle or something like that. No, non-dating social section of of Plenty of Fish. And, And I, oh, this is actually kind of fun. This is nice. But I didn't go in there as a... I didn't go in there as a queer woman looking for women or mm-hmm. looking for men. I didn't even have that part of my profile filled out. Wow. So it's like, yeah, I'm just here to chat. But I'm just, now... I'm just, I'm just bored and looking for something to do once kids are in bed and everybody else is at home, so... So nowadays, Tinder, which is so crazy to me, this whole swipe left, swipe right thing. So... The, the 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 mechanics of how it works, as I understand it, I'm going to make myself. You sound pick old. somebody, they respond to you, and then you go fuck them. No, okay, listen, I don't think it's that, pretty slutty. Wait, no, hold on. <laughs> the mechanics of it, as I understand it, are you get kind of matched with people, and like you get to decide. Okay, you look at this picture and this profile, and based on that, you either say you do or don't like them. And if they also say so, if you say you like them or you're attracted to them or whatever, yeah. and they say they are also attracted to you, then it opens up the ability to talk to each other. Something like that, yeah. But there is a hookup culture associated with it. Yes, because I think it's also something people used to like literally just date. Well, it's like grinder. It's like it's like they're no. Like, gr- I don't think I don't think those two things are the okay, same. Okay, grinder. Why people guys meet got men meet okay, on grinder and end up in relationships. People end up well, meet up on Tinder and end up in relationships. Okay, here's the problem. As I understand it, and I could be wrong, I feel like we've heard more about grinder because we hung out with a bunch of gay well, guys we, who yeah, were all well, using grinder. Queer. We're all okay, around. But queer wait, people. wait, 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 wait. My understanding, and I think there's a culture shift between the two of us. But my understanding is that Tinder is for dating and also gets used for hookups. And this is just my understanding, whereas apps like Grindr seem to be primarily hookups. And I think that's tainted your view of Tinder. But maybe I'm just being optimistic. If you've used Tinder, um, comment down below. Let us know. Is it primarily dating? Hookup, aso- hookup is kind of what it okay, becomes? Okay, no, no, no. Or I is it the other way around? Hookup, is it primarily hookup and you might end up dating? Because I ho- think it's primarily dating. I think dating. hookup culture has become a thing. Well, I think that's true. So yeah. so for me, it's I, I, I don't... I, I'm not on Tinder. I'm not going to be on Tinder. I've never even seen the app. I don't in give person. a sh- Yeah, I don't give. <laughs> no, we looked at it once. I've not looked at it. No, we did. Have you looked at it? I've not looked at it. I may have Google image searched, but I've well, never looked at the app. Well, that's probably what we did. I've I don't never remember. seen the app. I've never downloaded the app to my phone or the. No, app. Have God, you no. downloaded the app? I'm just asking because you just said you've seen it. Shit! Now we're going to be talking about paternity <laughs> tests, aren't we? Yeah. Well, you've got a low sperm count, so it's unlikely. <laughs> Sites like that. I have no problem. I have no problem with. I have no problem with Tinder. I have no problem with plenty. Plenty of fish. I think is still around. No problem with Grinder either. You do you, no, boo. 
You it's do, all good. Yeah, functional dysfunction. You do you. This it's is, not necessarily your life is none of my fucking business. Really, got, I'm just. I've got no issue actually with hookup culture at all. No, but I'm it is not, so it, different from how it used to be. I am not. Okay, for starters, I cannot do random hookups. I just can't do Neither it. Neither one of us are built that way. I cannot relax until I get to know somebody. Yeah. So hookup culture is never going to work for me. No, me Never going to work for me. Stranger danger. <laughs> I don't do like, stranger danger. I just do the whole... When it comes to sex, it's stranger danger. Yeah, it's stranger probably. danger. Not, well, yeah, but... But I will say, what has definitely changed is that it used to be that if you met somebody online, there was like an 85 to 90% chance that they were nowhere near you. And the thing about sites like Tinder and Grindr is that they're geo-located based because of GPS being built into phones yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it so matches much you with people in your area. They're much more sophisticated now. It does make online dating in that way more accessible to people because you can actually get matched it only also with makes, people. It also makes hookup culture more accessible. Way more accessible. Which and that's is, the thing. With online dating before, it was actually the least likely to be hookup culture because it was more likely you were going to talk to somebody who was nowhere near you geographically. Yeah. Which is why when you which and I got why, together. Which is why my neighbor ended up hopping on a fucking plane and going almost 3,000 miles away for some guy she'd only known for two weeks. But it's also why when you and I met, people getting together in very intense and serious long distance relationships was incredibly common. Yes, it was very. Because was, there was this period in which online dating had become more normal and most people who met online were just in other periods online of the dating, world. You know what? This whole online dating where you have a relationship with some, where you have a a romantic relationship with somebody who you've never met in person. Um, that's been a thing for a really long time. A very time long now. time, That's yeah. been a thing for a really long time. Like, we were we were flirty as fuck. We were totally flirty, but we didn't like, think we were ever going to meet for real. We never thought we were going to meet for real. We were just enjoying, we were just enjoying we're chatting. We're friends who also enjoy other. chemistry and flirting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we got to meet in person and went, oh, shit, is there a way to make this work? Okay, I'm getting on a plane. Yep. But thing is, here. but that's, that's, that we told our story we before. Told our story. We've told our story. If you missed it, it's on an earlier podcast It's episode. around, the story's around, and we, you, yeah. you can find it. So the thing is, is that I have no problem with any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't have any problem with any of it. But none of, the whole online dating world is not for me. No. If I were to suddenly find myself single right now. I would stay single. I would stay single. <laughs> I would stay single. I don't have any interest I would, in trying to navigate the current dating culture. I would, okay, I would look for there's there's a group. Okay, there's a group and there's a yeah. Group, what would you do if you found yourself single? There's a group. You know, your friend your friend Diane was in this group. There is a group for there's a group there's a local group in Vancouver, and I don't know if you can find the same idea elsewhere, where it's single people, just getting together to do things together as a group. She would go on group hikes. She oh, there went. was a company that was really popular for a bit called Great Escapes or something like that. There was a there was a there was a company that actually that's what they specialized in was yes. single get together. Yes, yes, yes. Adventures. And I can't remember, uh, but there was a social group that was doing it on the low key, and then there was a paid company that you would you would. Uh, I'm sure you can do things like that on Meetup and stuff. Singles, mingles, etc. Et yeah, singles, mingles. So you would go to those, eh? I think I think if I was single. Uh huh. I think if I was single for I'd how long? Hmm? If you were single for how long? Forty years. Okay. Am I, am I okay now? Uh, no, I wouldn't go to anything where the idea is to meet somebody romantically, just for just to get out for walks and activities. Yeah. But I why would you want, if that was the case, if it was just for socializing and not for... Because I socialize with you, so it's like, there's who else am I... Well, why do you have to socialize with single people? If you're single... Oh, why because you... couples groups focus on couples. Uh-huh. Right? Couldn't make friends with couples. 
She doesn't even know she's on the hot seat, but she's totally on the hot oh, seat. Oh, I'm on the hot seat. Why am I on the hot seat? Because <laughs> you're talking about what you would do if you were ever single. So I would find some way to... Only surround yourself with people that are not single. That are single? No, that are not single. Oh, okay. Because you're never going I would just join. I would just join a singles group. I mean, a seniors group. But you already are a senior, so that's... That's what I mean. I'll just join a seniors group? As long as they're all married. Married seniors only. Wow, just the idea... Just the idea that I Did might... Did you hear what I said? When you first started this entire topic, you're like, yeah, so if I ever found myself single again, I'm like, I'd stay single. Not even a hesitation. And you're like, here's what I would do to hang out with other singles. I'm like, excuse no, me? No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh my God, you are so dumb. I'm doing it on purpose. I know. That doesn't make me dumb. You're it makes mean. me smart and mean. Would you, not, <laughs> would you not want to find people to hang out with I'd be more interested in so I'd be more interested in socializing outside of the house if I suddenly found myself single and alone. Okay, let me be really dark for a second because this is the only way I can relate. If to I this. piss you off enough to kill me, yes. No, next. no, no, no. no. <laughs> if I were some, if I were a widow, it's gonna sound weird. Or if I was. Oh, but Stacia's a widow, but she didn't kill me. <laughs> no, I didn't kill you. Okay, if I was a widow, I probably don't question the bloody knife. I in would the corner. possibly want to hang out with other people who'd been through that for the sake of like figuring out. Oh, a grief out how, group. Not necessarily a grief group, but other people, other widows, people, other widowers, people I guess. get together in those groups too because they're also single and you've got shared trauma to bond over <laughs> oh okay well i guess fine a singles group is fine but i mean i guess <laughs> no <that's, laughs> diane was in your friend diane i know was i remember in this group where the entire this is not a hook up group if that if we find out this is why you are in the group we will kick you the fuck out of the group it wasn't just Remember to that like group? find somebody to date but it was for people who wanted to meet other people organically just to hang out people who are not you're That's not also interested how you meet people so that you can eventually date them Clearly, I want Peggy to be celibate forever if we ever split up. I'm having a hard time having want... this conversation. Okay, 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 okay. Would I move on and find another partner? Absolutely not. Single and miserable forever, right? That's what the activity group is for, is to keep <laughs> me from being thoroughly miserable. Okay, well, I guess I'm okay with you not being thoroughly miserable. Okay, just a little bit miserable, okay? Only a little, because you miss me so much. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I do. I cry every day, forever. I don't think you even have tear ducts. I have one. Yeah, it opens every time fuck. you get your allergies act up. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I was, I was, I had it going this morning. It was like, I know. Like, okay, we can't focus, y'all. It's late here. We've been filming for a bit, but I think the the, the point of this. Wow, look at that. The dog oh, yeah, hair on covered your. in dog hair. Okay, I think the point of this is is that online dating culture has changed a lot in the last online dater. Okay, okay. There's one last topic. That, there's one last thing that we didn't touch on that I jotted down, and you haven't thought of anything on your own, have you? That, no. I, it wasn't a big list. I, I want things to... Online yeah. dating culture has changed. It wasn't really for me then. It's probably not for me now. Yeah. If I found myself single, I don't know that I would be comfortable using it. Yeah. I would just be interested in getting on with my life and... If you found yourself single, John would probably walk you through it. He'd be like, here, here mom, here's, here's how you how do you it. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I could walk my... I could figure it out. It's like, it's not Depends that... on how old and senile you are when you're single. If I'm old and senile, he's throwing me in a fucking home, locking the door, throwing away the key, and getting on with his life. I mean, true. But you know what the last one on that list was? It wasn't written down. Yes, it was. What was it? STD testing. Oh, like hysterical blindness, because I was like, what the hell? This is like the paternity testing one. Like, why? This is like, this is like, this is like the answer to Tinder, is regular STD testing. Now, here's the thing. I'm actually Among a big some fan. People, like, yeah, okay. Okay, in general. Regular, okay, now, we've got, we've got this bizarre thing, like, 
Regular STD testing, once the AIDS crisis started, started to be really, really, really heavily advocated Absolutely. for. I'm all People for safer, 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 safer safe for sex. Now, I come so... from just before that generation. Yeah. So the idea of STD testing would be a very, very, would have been a very, very shameful thing to do when I was like... So it might feel to you like thinking of paternity testing feels to me like... Like, that's something um, that you only say, ask no, your partner no, to do no, if you're... No, no, my, my, no, my thinking has evolved on this one, right? Okay. So way, way back, the idea of STD testing would be like, oh, you don't trust me, you don't this, you don't that. Mm -hmm. um, nobody would get STD testing unless they absolutely had to because of the shame and stigma involved of mm -hmm. being caught getting the testing done, this sort of thing, right? A lot of people weren't getting testing for stuff. Then the AIDS crisis started. And then it was like, oh, we should be considering this regular testing, this and that, this and that. I don't yeah. want people to know I'm gay. I can't get an AIDS test. So we had this stigma around getting tested because people would still be closeted. And they'd be worried that they And then be, be worried added. that they were, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm closeted. I'm closeted. I, I, I married two kids in the closet, have male lovers. It, it really, really devastated the men's community. Um, not the women got off luckier. So... Getting tested for STDs also included an AIDS test now all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. And so people were either very, very sex positive and going in and getting the testing or they were scared to death of getting the testing because of what would the neighbors think. Mm -hmm. And then, so as, as that's gotten more and more and more and more acceptance, people that are regularly sexually active with Tinder hookup culture and stuff like that, getting regular STD screenings has become... I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm I think a huge that if, fan. I, if, 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 okay, all, all my hot seat joking aside earlier, if either one of us found ourselves somehow out in the world considering sleeping with somebody else. You'd be that big of a slut that you need the testing. <laughs> She's trying to put me on the hot seat, eh? It's not going to work. Because um, we're both a fan. But no, I would, no, I'm I would, a fan. I would not be comfortable in today. today I, I, truly, I should have been not comfortable before. I well, same. I've, ne I've like I've, I, the normalization of STD testing. Neither, neither one of us please, have been. Yes. Neither one of us have had a proper screen ever. Like no, I think that as we have a more sex positive culture, which I'm a big fan of, to be honest. All of my joking about Tinder and stuff aside, because it's not me, doesn't mean that I'm not happy that things yeah. like this exist for people oh, to yeah. connect in a safe way. Okay, I'm and not... to me, STD testing is a part of connecting in a safe way with other consenting adults. I think that normalizing STD testing. Big fan. Absolutely. Big fan. I think Huge it's, fan it protects of that. everybody. I think that's I mean, okay, great. Okay, I'm a bit of a fan of a whole lot of this stuff, right? I'm a fan of some of it in certain contexts. I think it's just, it's about I'm, the communication, and so many people don't communicate well with one another to be able to handle the sensitivity of the conversation. Yeah, that's a, well, but that's a different... communication. So it, like alarms communication, communication 101 is a whole separate conversation. It really is, yeah. But these conversations are becoming more and more mainstream, more and more common, less and less surprising. People are handling it a whole lot better. Yeah. Don't forget, if you'd, have, if you'd have said to me, oh, you should get regular STD testing, if you'd have said to me, that to me when I was 20, I would have been, what the fuck's wrong with you? What mm -hmm. the fuck are you calling me? I'd be mad. Yeah, I'd be mad at the implication of what you're of what you're saying about me. Yeah, may it be normal yet, now though yet, for any yet, new couple? If to... I were single now and had had, if I were single now, say I, say I've been single for the last five years, and you and I meet, and you go, oh, have you had any STD testing re recently? No, oh, you probably should. I'm gonna say, well, I haven't dated anybody, and you go, yeah, but for pe for my peace of mind, I would prefer that you do. Uh -huh. I'd be like, okay, off I go. I think if our relationship, I wouldn't be, I, think our I wouldn't be offended by the ask. No, I think if our relationship exactly as it happened were happening now, we would have had that conversation as a matter oh, of course. I think we would have already both gotten STD testing. Because we were all flirty, whatever, got together. We kind of hooked up. We'd been friends for a year, but we kind of hooked up. Well, we when, we, when we were together when we met in person? the first time, yeah. We were fucking bunny rabbits. Like, we were bad. <laughs>
But okay, if that was how, okay, my, we were like, oh, there I'm is a spark. Like, there is a spark. Let the consenting adulting begin. But I think we we, we consenting adulted ourselves to death. It's we like, consenting adulted ourselves into a marriage is what we did. Is what we okay, did. but listen, if that were happening now, we would have literally, we legitimately would have had that. I, I have yeah. no doubts. We would have both asked that of each other just for comfort. We would have had yeah. If we, if we were if we were if this if this was if the relationship bell curve was starting now. If we were starting a relationship now and it's like. I Oh, we, we have a chance to get together and meet in person for the first time next week. We're probably going to get dirty. We're probably going to, yeah. We, wow, that would get dirty, be dirty. What am I trying to say? Consenting adulting. Yeah, we're going to consenting adult a lot, probably. <laughs> but so, God. This, the internet is forever. Um, yeah, enjoy. I'm, I'm probably not going to edit this because no, I don't I fucking think it's, care. I think it's great, honestly. Anyway. Okay, but okay. anyways, we would have asked for we, that. I, I think, yeah, if we were, if, if, if our relationship, we if we were at that point in our relationship right now in today's modern society, it would be like, yeah, we should probably both get some screening. It would be a no-brainer. Sure. I mean, as it was, yeah. we'd been talking for a year for hours a day. We were very, very, very close. And yet, even still, I had arranged safe calls. This was a person I'd never met. I had oh, arranged yeah, yeah. safe calls. We had prearranged what we would do if, like, I don't know, either one of us was uncomfortable. It's like we already prearranged to make sure we had cash set aside for a hotel. We, that you, we had you, plans. You had cash in your bank in account. In my bank account, ready. I sent, for, I, sent, I sent you money for your bank account. Yep. So that I sent you money to put in your bank account so that when you got here, if there was a problem, if either one of us was uncomfortable, that yep. either either she could you could choose to leave or I could kick you out, however that worked. <laughs> yep. Well, we heard horror but that that was 17 years ago. We'd both heard horror stories. Well, and that, I'd been in the online point, dating world longing or online connecting world, I guess, for a long enough time to know what was important for safety. Well, and you I did was too. on I was on butchfem.com. Mm-hmm. So we both I, were, yeah. I wasn't online dating, but I knew plenty of people who were. Who were. So I'd heard the horror stories. So we we, we, did, we already did and a lot you of had precautionary a friend, things. You had a friend. You had a friend that's like, okay, just to make sure I'm not an axe murderer. You had a friend that I'm getting to her place at this time, and I'm going to be calling within this amount of time. Here's when I'm here. Yep. And and you did. I mean. And nowadays, that's just now. Now I don't um, even know um, if people do safe calls. We were anymore. being well. Yeah. No. Nowadays, that's normal. Yeah. To do now, safe calls or to not do safe calls. Um, I'm assuming norm. I'm assuming to do them. Yeah, let us know. It's not. A, do you it's know not safe a, calls okay. are still a thing where you like it's have a prearranged a call and a code word to like get out if something's bad? It's not a bizarre part of the conversation anymore. Yeah, I guess so. It would, it would, yeah. we, we, we were on the fr- we were on the cutting edge back then. Yeah, we were. Um, we were. Come here, Bruno. If we were just getting together now, can you make a? Yeah, he needs to come over. Okay. If we, we if we were just getting together now, STD screening would have been a thing. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously we paternity testing wouldn't have been necessary. Um, <laughs> no. but if we were just, if we were just getting together now and, and either one of us had any significant assets, prenup would have been on the table. I think the difference now and then really is that there is more awareness, more caution, or maybe it's kind of like weirdly less caution and more caution at the same time, but there's more of an awareness of the importance of protecting yourself now yeah. than I think there was like just in general. I mean, if you think about it, paternity testing, prenups and, um, STD screening are all forms of protecting yourself yep. in a world that has gotten increasingly well, wild. like I said, I don't know how to say it, 50% but... of all marriages ending in divorce. It's like, but I think that's I've... been the statistic for a long time. Well, it's my understanding that that's even higher. So I was going to say, I think it's higher now, but who knows? Yeah. I don't know what the actual statistic is right now because it's not so, because you're not going anywhere. Nope. <laughs> Neither are you. No matter how much I try. No. <laughs> Aren't I so funny as I say that and you're not laughing? Yeah, so funny. You're, I'm hilarious. I'm just adding up the tarot decks, you owe me. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I piss her off. I have to buy her a tarot deck. What happens when you piss me off? Do I get take one off the list? No. That nothing, sucks. Nothing happens. That's one-sided. I know. 
I don't like that. Too bad. We're going to have to have renegotiate. <laughs> no, I don't want to renegotiate. Shit, I like this system. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. We're going to wrap we're this gonna up. We're going to get going. Don't forget to rate us on your favorite podcasting platform if you're listening. So Spotify... Anchor FM, wherever you're listening. All the things. Drop us a yeah, rating. We're, on all us the, a rating. we're on all the big ones. <laughs> drop us a rating. And if you are watching us on YouTube or you're listening to us on YouTube or however you're doing it, um, leave a comment. Like, subscribe, ring the bell. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear you. Yeah. We'd, what is the thing if you're, if you're now older? Now versus then. What, what, is the, what is the thing now versus them? If you're older, what have you, what, what's the thing that catch, catches your attention? And if you're younger, what is the thing that... Seems weird from before. Seems, seems weird. It's like, oh my God, if people still did that, I would lose my mind. Yes, we'd love to hear perspective love to, from people from yeah, a different perspective than ours. Everybody's yeah. got an answer, right? Yeah, let us know. Thanks let for hanging know. out with us Thanks as for usual. Hanging out. Yep. We'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.